Export Advisors, a podcast about international sales with your host, Matthew Garfine. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Export Advisors podcast. You can find us at export-advisors.com. I'm Matthew Garfine, and today we're going to talk about international credit and some alternatives when credit facilities are not an option. It's a given that most of your international customers will prefer to purchase on credit, as it's beneficial to their cash flow. In fact, some customers will outright refuse to buy from you unless your company extends them credit facilities. If your company's credit manager knows what he's doing, he will not take international credit lightly. The fact is, if an international customer winds up not paying, it's extremely difficult for your company to collect. Even if the amount due is quite large, it can get expensive and time-consuming to collect money owed from another country. For this reason, your credit manager will want to pre-qualify your customer to determine his creditworthiness. To do so, he will most likely request at least two years of audited financial statements, specifically year-end balance sheets and profit and loss statements. Since your customer's financial statements are likely to be in local currency, Ask your customer to also submit the same information converted into U.S. dollars or euros for easier reference. In addition, your credit manager may request credit references from your customer. This is a list of your customer's other vendors who sell to them on open terms. The reference sheet should include their account number with each vendor, the limit and term of the credit facilities, and complete contact information for the credit manager at each vendor company, including telephone and email. This makes it easy for your company's credit manager to contact the references to get feedback on your customer's payment history. Assuming your credit manager has determined that your customer is creditworthy, he will assign credit terms and limits to the account. The credit terms are the amount of time the customer has to make payment. The most common credit terms are 30 or 60 days, but can sometimes be as much as 90 or 120 days if the business relationship has been stable for many years and there is a high degree of trust between your company and your customer. If you're working on a particularly large order with your customer, one of your bargaining chips is extended credit terms, but of course this requires you to work with your credit manager to pre-approve it. One option is to consider offering split terms on a large order. For example, terms could be split 90-120 on an order, meaning your customer must pay the first half of the invoice within 90 days and the remainder within 120 days. Some companies offer prompt pay discounts to their customers. A prompt pay discount is a reward for paying invoices early. A typical prompt pay term would be 2% net 60 days. This means if the customer submits payment within 45 days, he can deduct 2%. But if not, the payment is technically due in 60 days. The other half of the credit equation is the credit limit. While the credit term refers to when the customer must submit payment, The credit limit refers to the maximum value of open invoices that your company will allow at any given moment. As an example, let's say your customer has a credit limit of $100,000, and he currently has open invoices for $80,000, and he wants to submit a new order for $50,000. In this case, he would owe $130,000 to your company, which is $30,000 above his credit limit. Your credit manager may request that the customer prepays $30,000 in order to release the order. Credit limits can change over time, based on trading history and the trust that is earned when a customer consistently pays on time. If your customer tends to pay late all the time, your credit manager has every right to reduce his credit terms and or limits. 
As I mentioned earlier, there is substantial risk to offering credit terms to international customers. For this reason, many exporting companies contract the services of an international insurance underwriter. This is an insurance policy that covers international credit risk, and there are dozens of financial services companies around the world that offer international credit insurance. So how does it work? In general, the underwriter approves or denies coverage based on a combination of the customer's financials and the country risk associated with his market. The underwriter will approve insurance coverage up to a specified open limit, but not above it. For example, if the underwriter is only willing to insure up to $100,000 of open credit for the customer, and that customer places a $150,000 order, it means the customer will need to prepay $50,000 of that order. The underwriter typically determines its fees by requesting an annual sales estimate and charging the seller a fee that is calculated as a percentage of projected sales. In my experience, this fee is usually pretty reasonable, less than 2%, but of course, this can vary greatly. What if your customer does not qualify for credit, but refuses to pay in advance? There are a couple other options, and the most obvious one is using a credit card. Of course, this is only a viable option for relatively small orders, since most credit cards have limits below about $25,000. But the advantage of credit card payment is that most cards allow the customer 30 days to pay before being charged interest. In this way, your customer's bank provides the credit terms instead of your company. Another alternative to open credit is using a standby letter of credit, or LC. A standby LC is essentially a guarantee that the buyer's bank makes on behalf of the buyer. In the event that the buyer cannot make the payment to your company, the buyer's bank is obligated to make the payment instead. A standby letter of credit allows your company to give the customer a certain amount of time to pay, for example, 30 days. And if the customer is unable to make the payment within 30 days, your company can obligate the customer's bank to make the payment instead. There is one final alternative to a credit line that I'd like to mention, and it's an agreement between the seller and the buyer called cash against documents. With a cash against documents agreement, the seller ships the goods before receiving payment, but does not provide the commercial invoice to the customer until the customer has submitted payment. Without a commercial invoice, the buyer cannot import the goods, and goods that are stuck in customs warehouses incur expensive daily storage fees. So it's a strong incentive for the customer to send payment just before the goods arrive to port so that he can proceed to import the goods without delays. In effect, cash against documents gives the buyer an extra window of time to make payment, depending on vessel transport time. If it's an ocean freight shipment from China to Europe, this can mean about a month of transit time, during which the customer's cash flow is not affected by the obligation to send payment for the goods. And that's it for today's podcast. If you have enjoyed this content, please subscribe and leave us a positive comment on the podcast service that you use. We welcome your comments at export-advisors.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.